Welcome to Health Naturally on 2 and you are at FM. Greg Richard today, joined by Dennis Stewart. Great to see you back here once again, Dennis. Very good to be with you, Greg. Excellent. Now, you t- started talking about chilies last uh-huh. week in Capsicum. We did. We did. Didn't quite get onto it completely. We just started it. We, but what an interesting topic to take up. And I'm going to deal with it again today and talk about what I would consider to be one of the most important foods and medicines in nature. Chilies, really? Absolutely. Right. And I'll give a good argument for that and provide a lot of helpful information that for people to follow up and see what this particular food or medicine can offer us. Excellent. As a chilli lover, it's good news to buy you. <laughs> well, I'm glad you are. You're a chilli lover, are you? Oh, I love it. Well, so do I. Well, Mark was talking about setting up a competition. So you and I might have a competition one day right and well, see how far we can go. I think I could beat you. I've got the bill to be able to beat you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. I think Mark's going to be the loser of that competition. <laughs> he, I don't think you like them too much, which is a pity. I love them. Oh, good stuff. Well, indeed, no, indeed. Not the real hot stuff, but... Oh, you can't handle the hot stuff? I, well, anyway, hang on. The gauntlet's been thrown down. Well, <laughs> I'm challenging you here. I'm going to have to start practising, I think. Yes, start... give yourself a few a few practice runs start getting and, some... and then we'll do a, a, a visual presentation <laughs> for the listeners to watch you in agony. <laughs> and we've got Elizabeth first up from West Walls End and she's got a question about eye health. How are you, Elizabeth? Hi, how are you? Very well, thank you. How can we help you, Elizabeth? Um, just over three years ago, I had um, Jill come away from the retina for the optometrist and I came and actually saw you at Lambton and you recommended Bilberry. Oh, yes. Um, it since has come back again. And my best friend actually had macular degeneration and the gel detachment. Her ophthalmologist suggested MacuVision Plus, which has the lutein and yes. the... Yes, an excellent product. And 12 months ago, she said it's really good. Yes, look, I know that product and I support it and sustain it. Um, I know the manufacturers very well, very ethical uh, company, good formulation uh, and a good preparation to think of, particularly for (laughs) macular conditions, uh, retinopathy conditions. My, My only comment would be that uh, from my reading, I still stand by the claims that are made for the uh, reputation of the of the herb bilberry, yep. which in the writings of two of America's most uh, highly regarded naturopathic doctors, Pizzorno and Murray, a text that I have lectured from for many, many years of my teaching career, in the section dealing with macular degeneration, diabetic retinopathy, uh, two herbs are put forward uh, almost as being mandatory, certainly in my opinion. One of them is the ginkgo, which has to be, uh, in my opinion, prescribed more cautiously, particularly for those that may be on uh, sophisticated medication, uh, such as blood thinners, but bilberry is the other one, and, and therefore I have promoted its use and have prescribed probably more bilberry than than any other natural medicine practitioner. And the feedback in most cases is that it gives some benefit, some outstandingly so, some minimally, and some, of course, with no benefit. Um, a A good approach to what you're talking about would be certainly to access MacuVision, 
but to reinforce it with a standardised dose-related preparation of the bilberry. So you can take the both? Oh, I would think so. I would think so. There is um, two more from Blackmores, one called Lutean Defence and Lutean Vision. Yes. The Lutean Defence is double. It's uh, the Lutean from the plus. It's 10 milligram and 2 milligram for the exantheon. Okay. Look, my comment on that would be that sounds very good. I say again, I, I know that company very, very well um, yeah. and have worked with them and consulted for them and, in fact, developed product for them over many, many years. Uh, what I would say, however, is my observation is that the product that has, um, how can I call it, uh, got a good reputation for what we're talking about has been the Macuvision. Now, that is not right. to say that the other two preparations aren't as good as or perhaps better. It's just that Macuvision, uh, I think, was out there. Be better. Uh, well, not, well, it may, may not be better. It may be better, but it's got a, a really good reputation, and I uh, certainly recommend it in, in conjunction with the bilberry. That would be my su- uh, suggestion. Oh, good. That's but, what I thought. I but, just thought I'd ring uh, up and ask you. Yeah, well, that, that's how I see it. But, look, I'm not an ophthalmologist or an optometrist. I'm just a simple medical herbalist, but... Um, that's the way that I work. Major on bilberry and reinforce yep. it by good products such as MacuVision and any product that Blackmore's manufactures. Oh, good. Thank you very much, Dennis. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And we're in the Walls End area once again. We've got Paul. How are you doing, Paul? I'm very well, thank you. And yourself? Very good. Now, what's your problem, Paul? Uh, my problem is I'm ringing on behalf of my sister, and she's had fibromyalgia mm-hmm. for many, many years. Yes. And tried everything. Uh, am I talking to you, Dennis? Yes, you are now, yes. Okay. Now, she used to go... She told me she used to attend your clinics in when you used to be in King Street in the city. Oh, okay. <laughs> long time ago. It is a long time ago. It is indeed. But uh, since then, yeah, she's got this fibromyalgia now. She's had some success uh, with the cannabis oil for Mm. sleeping. It helps her sleep. Yes. But but doesn't seem to do anything to the pain. Okay. Look, fibromyalgia, um, I see it more as an immunological problem. condition and see it related to a condition such as chronic fatigue syndrome. Um, I see it also very frequently as a, a byproduct of a, a viral assault, a, an infection associated with one or more of the common viruses around. And my approach has, rightly or wrongly, been, been to harness the, uh, the virtues of the combination that I had a lot to do uh, in bringing into Australia, and that is the the Asian formula known as Astragalus 8. And I have recommended it over the years with a degree of success in retrieving wellness from people that are baffled and troubled uh, by this debilitating condition and this uh, painful condition. Um, Fibromyalgia is essentially, if you like, uh, muscle pain, uh, and the uh, Astragalus 8 formula has helped people retrieve, in many cases, their health 
And so I would recommend it as a starting base. It's readily available from our good pharmacies and our good health food stores. But these days also, I'm recommending a, a herb that is specific for myalgic conditions and uh, described adequately in the British Herbal Pharmacopoeia, which I keep saying and have said for many years, is the yep. uh, uh, modern uh, authoritative document in herbal medicine. And in that, the herb devil's claw um, is put forward as being very useful for myalgic conditions, generally speaking. And uh, I recommend that also to be appended to the recovery remedy known as Astragalus 8, and also uh, to utilise something that we know about um, from magnesium. Uh, a lot of people get benefit from magnesium for cramping sensations that are particularly worse at night. And I have found that, um, that uh, they uh, do some good, uh, or um, the substance does some good uh, for these non-specific conditions characterised by muscle soreness, cramp, and general discomfort. So those things are very, very safe, um, available over the counter without script. Uh, if you go to a retail outlet, a pharmacy or a health food store, talk to the retailer, mention what I have said. You can get those preparations in, in a tableted form. They're not nasty to take, so to speak. A three-pronged yes. approach would be worthwhile giving a go. So the three-pronged approach, Dennis, is astragalus eight? I'd start with I'd start core. I'd start with that, uh, and depending on how she goes, uh, if there's not a lot of success with that, uh, move on to augmenting it with the herb known as Devil's Claw, and also keep up and, your as well or um, uh, yes, as well as, but do it right. do it sequentially. The the fewer things we take, including supplements the better off we're likely to be. Sometimes, however, one preparation will augment the other. Okay. That's most helpful, Dennis. I listen to you every week, mate. You're Thank doing you. a great job. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you very much. Good, good. Cheers. Thank you. We've got Mick now from Tukley, and he spoke to you last week, Dennis. I think you've got an update for us, Mick. Yeah, mate. Um, I, I called my uh, mate who's in a worse state than me come down and we headed off to Wyonga for the uh, Breen, Breen Garage and the uh, uh, Crypta Alba. Alba. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And <clears throat> I ended up with a Chico roll, uh, a hamburger with a lot, <laughs> and he ended up with three pieces of fish and, and chips for the family and a bottle of, and a big bottle of Coke and we sat on the foreshore. <laughs> you probably, you probably did, did a lot of good for yourself, mate. A lot of good. There was, there was a news agent and a bottle of and a fish and chip. There's a, no, no Indian health store there. Oh, what a pity. Well, look, there's a good uh, Indian um, food store at uh, Wyoming on the central coast, at the roundabout, um, as you come into North Gosford. I do quite a yeah. bit of shopping there, and they stock very traditional Asian remedies, including Eclipta Alba, which I said last week is also known as Bringaraj. Right. Yeah. 
Right. No, I don't. Is that is that is that uh, in the coals? It's, uh, no. Uh, if you if if you know the, the Central Coast, you come straight through a suburb known as Wyoming, and on the yeah. left hand side is the is the big shopping centre. But you yeah. keep you keep going, and you come until you come to the roundabout. Yeah. And at the roundabout, you'll see a, a group of shops on your right hand side. It's the, the uh, the Indian store that I frequent and, and recommend is one of those shops uh, that you can get onto from the roundabout. Right, oh, no, terrific, mate. Yep. Thanks for your help. They're good people. I'll be up there. All right, thank you. Thank you. Love your show. Good on you. Cheers, Mick. Thank you. A bit peckish for a Chico roll now. It's, oh, it's a yeah. stop. They're not too bad either, the old Chico roll. No. I probably stunned the listeners at time when, when driving <laughs> back from the Central Coast to, to the Hunter. I will call in at Freeman's and uh, put my dark glasses on and camouflage myself <laughs> and go, go and get a Chico roll. Sometimes worse than that. And hope I don't get sprung because I'm that's, not supposed to eat a, those things. No, being it's got cabbage that. in it. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a good point. Good point. So, so all my naturopathic friends, uh, they're probably shaking their heads and say, he's a poor example of naturopathy. Well, at, at 81 years of age, I've got a right to be a little bit indiscreet now. Exactly. You could have one every now and then. And we've got Gail from Ashtonfield, and she's got a question about, a little bit of a follow-on question about an early call we had about eye health. Hey there, Gail. Yes, hello. Hello, Gail. Um, so just following on from that conversation you had with the first yes, lady and those yes. black, Blackmore's medications, yes. I, for a couple of years now I've had problems with floaters in my eyes. Oh, yes, yes. So I didn't wonder whether would that do anything to help with that? Look, it's difficult for me to comment on that because I'm not uh, really au fait with too many um, you know, ophthalmological problems. I do know something about floaters. Um, are you being... Or have you had it diagnosed or treated or spoken about with your um, optometrist or ophthalmologist? Yes. Yes, yes I went to a, as soon as it first happened because yes. I had the right eye two years ago. Yes. And I went straight to ophthalmologist yeah. and they sort of had a look, took the photos. And then pretty well a year after, I got them then in the left eye. So I'm sort of bothered with both eyes with the floaters and it sort of just decreases my vision. Okay, look, I'm as as I say, I can't be specific on this, but what I would say mm. at a general level is, and this might sound as though I'm overstating the case for Bilberry, but I see Bilberry as a starting point for yeah. uh, because a of its safety, and b of its uh, reasonably modern history um, as as a herb with benefits that has, if you like, and I'll be broad in my statement here, has a, a, a tonic effect on the eye, a protective effect, in my opinion, um, on, on the health of the eye. Um, I can't see any reason why uh, it uh, would be um, incorrect to, to use it, I think. On the contrary, it may well be useful to give it a go. And yeah. um, um, as we've mentioned a number of products today, um, I would say that uh, kick off with Bilberry, give it a few a few months, no promises, but um, Bilberry is, re is renowned for uh, as a herb with reputation to help maintain the functioning and health of the eye. That's a, a broad spectrum interpretation of a herb that I know a lot about and have prescribed a lot. I'd be certainly giving it a go if it was troubling you, 
And yes. if you are not getting far with it, give it a go. That's my suggestion. Lovely. Yeah, because okay. that was my next question. Yes. Would it need to be, you know, six or eight weeks? So that's well, good. Look, I know to sort of do yeah, that. With, with a lot of these remedies that I talk about, Gail, there is close as damn it to foods. So you have to give them a good run. Uh, a couple of weeks is not a reasonable period of time. A couple of months is starting to get near it. Um, it, with herbs such as bilberry, anything up to a year before you can start to see some of the claims that are made for it coming to fruition. Um, bilberry seems to assert itself a little bit faster, a couple of months on it. It's not an expensive supplement. It's very safe. Um, and um, it can, uh, in my opinion, it's a good tonic herb mm. for the eye. Lovely. Thank you very much for good, that. Good girl. Okay, then. Bye. Thank you. Do you think that happens every now and then too, Dennis? Like people just think, oh, why is it not instantly helping? Yeah, look, uh, I think that the problem here, that's a very good question. The problem here is that people, um, we've been raised, put it that way, in an environment where modern pharmaceuticals, uh, due to their very active um, and powerful effects, can frequently bring about a change, uh, for better or worse, very promptly. So yep. people have got used to... Uh, an expectant result from using uh, herbal remedies, which are referred to in our literature as uh, gentle remedies. And gentle remedies have the, the downside to it that um, they take a while to achieve their benefits. Dr. Weiss, great German doctor that he was and a great exponent of herbs, said that herbs are characterised by three principles, great, great safety, a complex chemistry, and thirdly, a slow onset of action. Now, there are exceptions to that, but generally speaking, yep. is correct. And listeners should take on board that with many of the natural remedies, uh, they're as close as anything to a food. We've got to give them a chance to do their work and don't expect an overnight uh, steroid yep. effect. <laughs> do that. <laughs> We've got Sandra now from Toronto, and she's got a question about potassium. Hi, Dennis. Hello, Sandra. Uh, I have a problem. I can't take potassium tablets and I've got a very low potassium level. I'm on a diet of two bananas a yes. day and yeah. a handful of apricots. Okay. Well, bananas are renowned for their potassium content. Um, have you thought of using more bananas? Oh, I'm over it. Okay. <laughs> well, it's, it's better to be getting a necessary uh, nutrient in, in a food form. And uh, bananas are pretty safe. And, yeah, and, uh, I'm eating one right now. Well, there you go. My mouth waters. Um, <laughs> I would say, look, that's probably... Is prob there something else I can take? Like, I've got reflux. That's why I can't take the, uh, the, uh, the other medicines. It really knocked me around for a couple of days. Have you spoken to your doctor about that? What I mean? Yes. P potassium. Yes, she put me on bananas. Well, good on her. But um, <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised that you're getting that that reaction from from potassium. Look, I, being a great supporter of our medical profession, I would stay be say as I frequently say, be guided by your doctor. And if she's yep. if she's prescribing food as a medicine, I'm right behind her. All right, then. More, more, more. There's maybe a solution here. Um, go to the nursery and get a, 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 a tree, a banana tree, 
it might take a number of years to give you the, the amount of bananas that you would need, but it's a step in the right direction. Outside of that, go to your fruit store more frequently and get the bananas into you. They're fairly cheap and good sources of potassium, as your good GP has said. Yeah, they are, but there's, there's no nothing I can take, like, uh, health-wise. Well, bananas are pretty healthy. No, I mean in a tablet. <laughs> oh, look, I, I would. Look, I have said on the program before, and I must not retreat from it, wherever possible, food is your best medicine. Okay. All right. All right, okay, so thanks, stay with bananas. Yeah, stay with bananas. Oh, nice. <laughs> Look, I'm a bit of a fan because I also have seen over the years um, the the banana skin being of use, not to slip on, but the, <laughs> the, the, the ripe banana skin and a segment of it applied to what are called planter warts. Oh. And it's a sometimes miraculously, and I don't use that word too frequently, but... Um, the number of people that have benefited uh, from a quiet perseverance with putting and plastering on the uh, f- the ripe um, banana skin, the, the inside section of it, just a small piece of it on, on, a, bit of, um, on a bit of tape, um, that has helped a lot of people um, mm. uh, get rid of those wretched things known as planter warts. So there's another good... Um, support. So, yeah, so Dennis, why why I'm having this trouble yes. is because I've got a leaking valve. Yes. And I'm taking fluid tablets. Yes. And the fluid tablets have caused this problem. Okay. Well, uh-huh. um, <laughs> all I can say is, <laughs> we come back to this. Uh, fall in love with bananas, and if, and if you've got if you've got a wart on your foot, plant a wart. <laughs> Don't curse no, them too much. Okay. Well, I hope you never get one. Okay. All right. Well, thank thanks, you. Dennis, for your time. Thanks, Sandra. Bye. Bye. Time for a couple more calls, and we got VR from Glendale. And they've got a question about fibromyalgia. How's that, Dennis? You're getting there. Getting there. <laughs> Hello. 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 Um, I was listening to you um, talking about fibromyalgia yes. and um, the astragalus and the devil's yes. claw. Yes. Um, are they safe to use with a person that's got um, inch, um, diabetes, heart condition and hypertension? Okay, they're very good questions and it would be inappropriate for me to just glibly say yes. What I would say is this, the, if one has a complicated um, health profile with multiple serious conditions, anything that one takes should be taken cautiously and advice should be sought via the GP or particularly our good pharmacists. I would say, however, that um, I'm not aware in my many years of prescribing those things that I have seen adversity associated with them, albeit I come back to the point that the more complex a person's health profile is, the more we need certainty that what we're taking, even though it may be natural, that it has no ability to interact. And let me just, and and what I'm coming back to here is, what I would suggest here, uh, Via, is that uh, go to your pharmacist, they can fairly promptly uh, do a computer search for you, give you some helpful advice, and I think it would probably come out on the side of safety, but do that as a, as a, as a starting point because what I would say uh, 
and I emphasize this to all listeners, simply because something is natural, in inverted commas, it doesn't necessarily mean that it is safe per se and does not have the potential to interact with prescribed medication. It can do that. Uh, So in this particular case, take on board what I've said, but get clarification. I haven't any references in front of me here, uh, but um, the advice that I've given you is sound enough to cope with your concern. Oh, thank you so much for your Uh, advice. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much and have a good day. Thank you. Thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Dennis, it almost seems like forever ago we started talking about chilies. <laughs> yeah, look, we, we haven't got off the ground <laughs> with that today, but I really want to take this topic up yep. because in my preparing for last week and this week, I have been going back over some of my lectures in a topic that I taught years ago to my students called food therapy, mm-hmm. where we looked at foods and their specific relationship to individual diseases. And one of the texts that I used for that program was a text that listeners and practitioners might be interested in. It's a book called The Food Pharmacy. I'll say it again, The Food Pharmacy, written by Jean Carper. That is a remarkable work because apart from anything else, it probably gives the best dissertation in any book that I have read about the medical, pharmacological and traditional history associated with cayenne, capsicum or chili as we know it. And that's why I had no problem in saying at the beginning of the program, this is a remedy that has been documented, is not used enough. And I'd like one day (laughs) when we get a chance to look at some areas where it is specific, particularly in the area of chronic respiratory disease. Mm -hmm. I am convinced that a quiet usage of encapsulated even uh, chili has a role to play due to the work of a Dr. Erwin Zyment, Z-I-M-E-N-T. He was a professor of medicine in the uh, in the United States, English-trained doctor, went on to be a professor of clinical medicine, but also became one of the world's leading interpreters of the role of chili taken seriously as a medicine to address things like chronic bronchitis, emphysema, other respiratory conditions marked by congestion, mucus, breathlessness. He's, uh, he made the best case ever, so it would be wrong for us uh, to not, at a, at a more a convenient time, yep. look at a case for saying this is something we need to take seriously. And you don't have to have the ones that blow your head off as well. You don't need to... No, because I said at the beginning of my discussion <laughs> on this with Mark that chili comes in graduated levels. Yep. And the thing these days, of course, is to be fair, when it is used medically, it comes in a prepared form as a capsule yeah, okay, uh, yeah. or something else which can bypass a lot of the horror that some people have <laughs> <laughs> with even mentioning the word chili. Yep. That's why I prefer to use the terminology capsicum, <coughs> capsicum anum. <laughs> Or, or cayenne, it is less provocative. Everything has graduated levels. And I'll challenge you one day. One day? One day. You and Mark. Mark will back out even before I we think, start. I think Mark might have to referee it. <laughs> <laughs> now, we've got to talk about it because it's so important this time of the year to get some of this herb in a convenient medical form, particularly if a person has a chronic respiratory condition. Right. Excellent. So next week we'll hopefully look forward to chatting more about that. So it's good for colds and 
Uh, that's that's being very simplistic. It is very yeah. good for cold, but its real role, as far as the respiratory system is concerned, is for chronic conditions, chronic bronchial conditions, uh, emphysemic conditions. It's not an answer no. uh, to those conditions, but it certainly <laughs> helps the symptoms. It helps out. Dennis Stewart, thank you very much. I'll, I'll let you go. You made me cough already talking about chilies. Okay, well done, Greg, well done. Cheers, we'll have you back again next Friday, hopefully, talking more about the capsicum as well. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.